wrestling match. Lemmy or God? Lemmy. God. Wrong, dickhead. Trick question. Lemmy is God. fighting about that later and welcome everybody to a very special episode of assault city circle pit we meet here today uh under unfortunate circumstances but we'll get into that in a minute who is joining me your favorite host des troy who's joining me today you got connor carlson here of sacrilegion nell wraith and unceremonial gnarly and to his left Hi, I'm Dylan uh, from the band Heirs of the Ancient Throne. Uh, I'm Devin, uh, also from Heirs of the Ancient Throne. And I'm Steven, also from Heirs of the Ancient Throne. Uh, I don't know if you can tell via just their voices, but the last three are all not only from the same band, but they are also brothers. (laughs) And I am now coining it, you guys can thank me later when you make the shirts, but I'm calling you the new Hanson. That's right. Oh, you guys fuck. are the new Hanson. <laughs> and if people want that mm bop boom bop a doo, they gotta come to you. Oh, God. Damn. So boom bop doo. See? You're welcome. <laughs> that is a million dollar idea. <sighs> that's right. I know I introduced myself, <laughs> but the man who brought you that idea, that's Des Troy, people. But we are here to discuss somebody else, um, someone a bit grander than ourselves, someone who inspired all of us. Today, we are mourning Alexi Laiho of Children of Bodom, uh, and uh, Dylan's going to tell you a bit about the life of uh, Alexi, and then we're just going to basically talk about how much we love him for a whole podcast, because these people are who I consider to be some of the authority on the fandom of Alexi. So, <laughs> Dylan, want to take that away? Well, Alexi Leho was born April 8th of 1979, and unfortunately he passed away in late December of 2020. We all found out the 4th, I believe, of 2021. Um, <clears throat> definitely best known as the lead guitarist and vocalist from Children of Bodom. Uh Unfortunately, the short-lived Bodom After Midnight, as well as other bands like Synergy, the local band, uh, Thy Serpent, and Pale Nazarene. Connor would know that better than I would. (laughs) Warman and Hypocrisy for a short time. I forgot about that one. But... uh, as As far as... Alexi goes. I know he's he is heavily inspired a lot of uh, not only my writing and guitar playing, but um, pretty much anyone else in the room. I know Connor plays guitar, and uh, I'm sure Steven's at least somewhat influenced based off of uh, Alexi in his upbringing because he was around us as an, as an upbringing. So. All right. So 10 studio albums later. What has he got? A couple of live albums and a whole mess of fun fucking music videos. 
The man oh, has yeah. influenced, you know, a ridiculous amount of artists. And the covers? <laughs> the yeah. covers? Oh, song? my God, Fuck dude. Me, Just yeah. his, the skeletons Britney in Spears, the closet. Man, like... <laughs> Jesus, man. Like, um, somebody put something in my drink. So I thought though. that was a Bodum song, and I was like, "What a weird Bodum song!" <laughs> you know, yeah. I was like, "This doesn't Hell make yeah. any sense for them to do." Mm-hmm. But I figured it out eventually. Good lad. Um, so, real quick, I want to know what is everybody's favorite album and song. Children of Bodom or any of the other projects, it's it's, it's up for grabs. Just want to talk about that a little bit and why. That's the basic question. Then we're gonna get a little we're gonna get a little deeper in a minute. Uh, for me, yeah, for Connor. Um, fuck, honestly, I think if I had to give a best album, like my favorite, most influential for me, would be probably Follow the Reaper. Same. Overall, yeah, Fall the Reaper, like, I don't think it was the first album I heard by them, but it's the one that, like, first got me, like, you know, you hear those fucking melodies and you don't turn away from that, you know, but, uh, favorite song, that's a little more difficult. <laughs> On the album, like, Bodum After Midnight or Kissing the Shadows, maybe. That's on Follow the Reaper, both of those. Yeah. Yeah, Fall the Reaper. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were. Trying to, <laughs> thought you were trying to, uh, well, we know where Devin's been for a while. <laughs> All right. Yes, what? Those. <laughs> those two. Anyway, Dylan. I just took a bite of my drink. Give me a moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very strange sentence. <laughs> Please explain biting your drink before you go into your favorite album and uh, oh, were song. Not, were we not recording when I did this? No. Uh, okay. We got this on the first try, but uh, not this second try. Well, basically, you have to drink this every time you do a recording. I don't understand. No, it's I, it's such a regular thing for me at this point. But effectively, I've, I've, uh, I've claimed my senior discount because I've been drinking uh, Pepsi, but with peanuts in it. <laughs> why because, why because i'm 75 um no <laughs> it doesn't sound like an I mean, old thing it sounds like somebody who's lost their fucking mind <laughs> no, that shit's actually really good though and that is an old person thing yeah no that, but it, it, it became a pop it became a popular thing i think in like the 50s and 60s i gotta i gotta research it better i know it's still pretty common in the south but i know it was like widespread through the u.s for a while but it was like really because pop culture back then was like the hot rotting scene and stuff like that and whatnot so that that would have been like hot rodders and stuff that were doing that and i found out about found out about it through the car community because i go to car shows and whatnot all the time but so i'm having a hard time um is the nuts the appeal like do they soak up the soda what's the what's the appeal i'm not sure what it's what it was supposed to be originally but like what does it mean for you (laughs) <laughs> yeah what does sucking on soda filled nuts mean to you <laughs> well it it makes it so i can have a drink and a snack at the same time while i'm driving trucks because it's uh nice it's a lot <laughs> to try and drive one of those things it's a handful um just pull over <laughs> not when you're making money by the mile 
Starve. <laughs> well, there you go. All right, Dez has solved it. Announced to all truckers. My dad would be ashamed of me because he is a trucker. Yeah. Open the snack. <laughs> you pulled us early. You yeah. fucked up. I know. I fucked up. I pissed off the truckers. That was my one demographic. All right. Let's get back to serious business. What is your favorite uh, Alexi track? Boat him or not? Um. For me, that's uh, that's living deadbeat. Um, I can tell the the more detailed story in that uh, maybe after these guys get to their favorites, but um, but yeah, living deadbeat holds a really strong place in my heart. I love that song a whole lot. But as far as like a favorite album, though, I would probably say Hexed. Uh, as it was the last Children of Bodom record, but it was it was the most polished that Alexia had been with his writing as well as his like uh, his his lyricism because the lyrics meant a lot more, but it's also really dark, unfortunately, because you can kind of hear where he knew he was going near the end of his life, even though it was like a couple years ago that he released the album, but. It was Hex the one that um, was that the album that had the one song where there was no guitar solo? Uh, was no, that, that was I Worship Chaos itself. Oh, okay. That was the title track that off crazy. that album. Yeah, I was like, holy fuck! It was weird. It was really well written. Solo. But it was so weird to have have him not play a guitar solo in yeah. one of those. But I guess it caught both him and Yanni off guard when they did it because they were writing it, and then, then like, there's nowhere to put it. Because yeah, because he was like, okay, cool, and then here's your solo. Wait, and then I got to what is. <laughs> this is a really dumb question. Is that like the only Bodum song that has no solo ever? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, I think it is. No, because when it came out, I remember I was like, yeah. I had to like, I re-listened to the fucking song and I was like, wait a minute, I don't remember a solo. Because there's always a guitar solo and a fucking keyboard solo. Like, just <laughs> yeah, it. almost. That's like the trademark. It's like their whole the thing. Whole, yeah. I didn't know. No, and everyone okay. freaked out. Like, I went to YouTube and shit, and everyone in the comments is like, holy fuck, there's no uh, fucking guitar solo or keyboard solo. I just like, heard the album and was like, Dope. Like that's all I did. You know, I didn't well, realize I was supposed to be listening for a fucking solo in every song. Oh no, it was. It's their whole thing. For it. Yeah, every song yeah, has but that, both. You know, like fuck. It's like if Dragon Force didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It was super weird because I can I, do that because I get to edit this later. <laughs> <laughs> That'll just jump out at yours. You're sitting there with your right, headphones on. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna hurt myself later. But yeah, it was it was weird. They were uh, him and Yanni did an interview. I think it was Yanni that was doing most of the talking. But like uh, he, they were talking about that particular song because obviously everyone noticed it right away that there was no guitar solo. Well, except is a Bodum sand. But yeah, they, they noticed it. And uh, Yane, like, after they finished the recording of the song, he was like, wait, where's your solo? He was like, well, shit. I guess I don't have a solo. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Because he just forgot to put one in there. It was kind of like, uh, I think it was uh, the album before. No, it was, I think, before Relentless, I Reckless, Forever. Because they always have a, a track with the name Boat. Like, there was a word Boatum in the title. Yeah. And they completely forgot that on one of the albums. I think it was from... Was it the same album? No, it was that was Relentless Reckless oh, Forever, yeah. I think. They, they just on. forgot? Yeah, yeah, yeah they got to it after. Because people are like, where's the Bodum track? And they're like, oh, shit, there's no Bodum yeah. track. Because every song on every uh, other album is a song about Bodum. They're absolutely just yep. as dumb as the rest of us yeah. when it comes yeah. to like 
organizing stuff because I've done really like, stupid shit that. like yeah, that like, too. That made me feel better about myself as a musician. You know? Yeah, like, even he forgets. Like that legendary god even forgets to do some shit. You know? Yeah, it was cool. Truth. And that album still rules. So who cares? <laughs> you're like progressively getting further away from your mic, Connor. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> get Sorry, closer, and you're like okay. I was, I was chilling. <laughs> lean back. Okay. Um. So, Devin, favorite album and track? Okay. Um, so the favorite, favorite album and track are from two different, so it's, my favorite album, I think, has to be Blood Drunk. Ooh, yeah. The heavy album. Oh, they, it's they it's pointed the heavy that one album. Out. It's definitely the heavy, you know, it's like, not to say that Other oh, Bodom isn't heavy, it's just that something about Blood Drunk was just ridiculous. Like, to, down to the, the mix, the, the writing style, everything was just so brutal about it. And that, you know, it was, but it still had all of that. Bodum feel that that melody versus the heavy you know it, and it was awesome it was the album i probably listened to the most besides relentless reckless forever you know yeah and that is the you know the my favorite song is not my funeral same hell I yeah i wanted to say that but i forgot because i was mostly thinking about follow the reaper but yes yeah not not my funeral is my favorite song from fucking chorus from, that alexi was a part of and from children about him it 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 was that chorus and it was that solo. It was just the combination. And also that little album teaser they had for it of just that fucking heavy riff that they have in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it goes something like, jun, 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 something like that. And it's just mean. It was just, I, it was a little album teaser. And I heard it. I'm like, I have to find whatever the fuck that came from. <laughs> that was the opener of the album. You're like, oh, I didn't even have to wait. Yeah, exactly. No, literally, like, I bought I bought that album. I, I, like, I, I straight up, as soon as I could, like, went to the Grey Whale and purchased it. I was just the whole deluxe. I was like, like I need this thing. And Dude, that was a good one, too. That was... Yeah. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that album was fucking awesome. God, yeah, I remember when that came out. Like, when I got it in the mail, because I pre-ordered it or whatever, it came, like, two weeks early. Yeah. Fuck. I just fucking went hard with that shit. But yeah, no, not my funeral knocked me on my ass. Yeah. And it's just first song on the album. Like, they don't give you a chance, you know? So they just, <laughs> yeah. they just they come just in smack with you it. Right God, in. Even the fucking drums in that song are just cool as fuck. Like, oh, I cool, know. Like, the, uh, I'm not going to hum it because that's going to sound stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've listen, seen how they open Basically, shows. go listen to Not My Funeral. Yeah. It, there's, there's a song. <laughs> Stop, by pause the podcast, go listen to Not My Funeral. And then come Anyways. back and you'll agree with me. <laughs> And we're back. <laughs> Steven, what is your song of choice? So, my favorite album and my song of choice are two completely separate things. My favorite, as, as with the rest of us so yeah. far. My favorite album was the same with you, Follow the Reaper. Hell yeah. Just, I listened to that throughout my entire childhood, basically, with yeah. these guys. And uh, my favorite song to listen to is uh, Bodom After Midnight, and that's because... I would listen to that song the whole time when I came home from school, and I would just jam out playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater eight or not no three, and then yeah. Project Eight at the same time, and we would just go wild on that. I thought for that hours. was on Follow the Reaper, wasn't it? What? Born yeah. After Midnight? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I said they were two separate things. I love Follow the Reaper more, but that song stuck out to me. Well, yeah, yeah that song's the whole on thing. Follow the Reaper. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's probably been a while since you listened <laughs> to the whole true. thing all the way through. So one of the big reasons I wanted to do this specific uh, memorial episode is I know Children of Bodom was very formative to me. Uh, you know, back to the earliest days of me liking extreme music, 
Bodum was there. It was one of the first heavy concerts I ever went to, and I had some of my greatest experiences. It feels like to the sounds of Bodum. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't so much know any of the other bands or anything that he was involved in. It was mainly Bodum that was my deal. Uh, so I just wanted to go around and see if you guys have stories of like those big Bodum memories. You know what I mean? Because we would not have Bodum without Alexi, and that is the one big thing he has brought to this world that we'll never forget is his amazing playing and musical genius. So I want to see how has that affected your life? Fuck. If anyone's ready to go, that's Connor. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's honestly affected me more than I can even, like, put into words. But it's like, I don't listen to Children of Bodom as much as I used to. I still fairly frequently, but God, when I was like, you know, like 12 to 18, 19, it's like all I listened to. Actually, I think yeah, man. Dylan here and I became friends because we were both into Bodom. And yeah. then I met his brothers here because of me meeting him because of Bodom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I met friends because of, like a lot of good friends because of liking the band and Alexi and stuff. And like, like you were saying with extreme music in general, like I didn't like it at first, but um, I remember, I, I think... When you said Living Deadbeat was your favorite, I think that was my first um, Bodum song I ever heard. And that's when I was like, okay, this band's yeah, fucking cool. Me too. Yeah. And then I went and listened to their other shit, and I was like, what the it's hell? All good. Like, yeah. <clears throat> and at first I was like, okay, screw the vocals. But then. Well, yeah. But then, like, two weeks later, I was like, wait, the vocals are actually kind of sick. Yeah. <laughs> now I like to, I like yeah. to scream. So, you know. That's kind of how it starts, you know? You're yeah, just yeah. like, oh, everything else is good, but the vocals, man, what the right. fuck? And then you like it, you know? And then you then you start to like it. Cause it's, but it's, it's so ironic to me, too, because, like, I, I love his vocals, but he's also not, like, the most... He doesn't use the most technique right. out of, like, a lot of harsh vocalists, but, like, everyone loves him, you yeah. know? He's, he's an acquired taste, that's Yeah, for yeah, sure. but, it's, but once you have the taste... It's it doesn't good to go. go away. Yeah, oh my god! It, it never goes sure. away. Well, because it's like, who, what other sound vocally could you think of that would fit Bodum better? Nothing. No, yeah, Alexi's only voice that could be on that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Just everything about that band got me through like childhood, man. <laughs> That's the reason I'm in a band. I learned guitar. I actually started playing drums because of Children of Bodum as well. Which maybe it's not because it's Alexi, but like same band, you know. You know, I think it's kind of funny. I never hear that. No, I've that might be the first time I've heard someone say I started playing drums because of Bodum. Yeah, and that's I, a good point. Usually, it's mm-hmm. like I started playing keyboards because of Bodum. I started playing. Guitar <laughs> I mean, also Metallica. I'm not gonna lie. Like, um, Injustice for All that album, that and um, Are You Dead Yet? Those two albums are pretty much. I heard those and I was like, I gotta become a drummer. Like, I'm gonna. Get some fucking drums. <laughs> I am a drummer now, Mom. It's not a phase. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cut to ten years later. It was a phase. It I'm was a singer a... <laughs> now and a guitarist. And still a drummer. Shout still out to, a drummer. <laughs> shout out to all the moms out there that put up with beginner drummers. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, really? so <laughs> oh my God. Not all heroes Sorry, moms. Yep. <laughs> Damn straight. Yeah, Connor, I guess, started because of that. I know all of us were already playing in- instruments before we found Children of Bodom, but they immediately made us want to be better at what we were doing. Yep. Because. Who were your big influences pre Bodom? Like, I can't uh, imagine, like, just knowing you, the, the entire time I've known you, it's been Bodom, all Bodom, all the time. <laughs> Bodom, 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 the side of, you guessed it, 
Bodum. Yeah. <laughs> so no, basically, so what was it like for you pre-Bodum? Well, just like just like Alexi himself, it was people like Zach Wild, Steve Vai, Ingve uh, Malmsteen, um, Alpegios from Hell. Gotta yes. love the Malmsteen. <laughs> yep. And Ted Nugent. That was a big one. Ted. Well. Ted Nugent was fun to jam with, but yeah. it's not anything crazy guitar-wise. Because not... the more you play it, the more racist you get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I avoid that side of him staunchly. Mm. But... If you learn his solos, you get an NRA membership. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, I mean, it's kind of cool, but like... bad. <laughs> Your guitar but becomes bad. a lever action. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, when... So, I was playing a lot of bands like like Ozzy obviously um God love Ozzy but aside from guitar idols that I had before Alexi it would have been bands like ACDC and Def Leppard which is super weird coming from that and going into such heavy music that I've been playing for the last several years yeah dude that's like you know learning to walk and then immediately sprinting in the Olympics yeah <laughs> no that's pretty much what happened but um but yeah, so uh, we we were all pretty. <laughs> Stephen, please don't fill that next to the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen just filled his uh, his uh, vape with some juice, and just a squeezing sound it was one of the most horrific things. I'm sure you all heard that because <laughs> it sounded like someone taking well, his shit in the corner. Just, <laughs> it kind of sounded like the battleship. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So. Oh God. So we were all into that sort of stuff, and we were all kind of jamming down in our basement and whatever. But um, one day I was sitting there on uh, this on-demand program where you could, you know, go through and find... It had uh, just a list of metal music videos and stuff. And I saw this name pop up, and it was like Children of Bodom, uh, Finland, or something like that. And I was like, I remember some dude talking about a Finnish band back when I was in, like really early junior high so i was like well let's let's see what this is and so i click on it and it was uh living deadbeat live at the stockholm knockout chaos ridden years show mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah that one so i i opened the video and I'm already intrigued because it's like a really dark setup and there's just this old muscle car sitting there on stage. Well, half a muscle car, but it was there. And I was like, what is that for? And so then you hear the the sound of an engine firing up and then the, this, this heavy just droning synth sound comes over. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> and then I hear Yane start playing the, the bell sound on the keyboard to that intro and i was like well this is interesting and then the stabs came in i was like oh my heart and so, <laughs> I, was, I was like oh this is gonna be good and then they started into the the intro where everyone comes in and then as soon as it got to the the verse i was just like oh my god and i ran to get all of my other siblings and my mom from around the house and oh, i was yeah. like look at this oh my god and like freaking out over it and i remember that oh, you so you all gathered the, the family yeah literally my entire so family is bottom cool. fans 
my mom is a big Bodum fan. My sister's a big Bodum fan. She's the one that bought Follow the Reaper, and we were all sitting there listening to it as yep. a family yeah, on a record player. It was the weirdest thing. But yeah, so our whole family's into Children of Bodum because you of guys that. are weird. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. That's good. <laughs> my mom has been at our show as starting Circle Pits. You've seen her. Have I? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Hi, mom. <laughs> Hi, mom. It was always the funniest thing because I'm, I'm like sitting there, like, yeah, my mom's at my show, but she's starting a fucking circle pit. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, my mom be. is at the show. She'll go buy a shirt from every stand and then she'll go sit in the back. And... Yep, same. You know, starting a circle pit for your mom, that's something you can't pay for. That's just beautiful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of circle pits, you fun. might have to pay for it. You might have to buy her a new hip someday. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was. That was another funny one at uh, old Demented Asylum show. We were playing at the loading dock in Salt Lake, and there was a circle pit going on. And my mom had brought our our youngest sister, who at the time I think was like six or seven years old, and she was throwing a fit because my mom had her sitting up on one of the monitors because she was you know next to the stage there, and she was furious that my mom wouldn't let her down to go play with the other kids, and she was pointing at the circle pit. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny but that's yeah so that that's the kind of stuff that children of bonum did for us it just brought us together as a family as well as making us all want to be better musicians since we're all musicians anyway but but yeah i just thought that was the most insane thing and living deadbeat because of that has remained as my favorite children of bonum song because of it oh yeah um Devin. Yeah, I was getting too loud. Do you got yourself a Children of Bodom formative moment besides, you know, uh, Mr. Nut Soda over here <laughs> dragging you guys all into the living room? I'm nut in your soda. Okay, Ooh. then. Nice. Oh, How's about new? <laughs> Remember that? Remember that movie? Mm-hmm. That was a good movie. <laughs> That just reminded me of several years ago, I was talking to this uh, girl from Russia and I was video chatting with her one day and she could hear like my roommates burping in the background. She thought it was the most disgusting fucking thing she'd ever heard. I was like, oh, this isn't going to work out. Burping? (laughs) No. Burping? Yeah. Like, oh, I got to go. Because like burping is like a sign of just disrespect and absolute grossness over there. So like you try and stifle it and stuff like that. I feel like people get Hey, Russia, pull the fucking stick out. Like, yeah, what the I mean, hell are you... I mean, she's, she's like, still cool and into metal and stuff like that, but it, I was like, oh, my God, that is so common around here that you're not going to like anything. You almost have one, like, almost nuclear holocaust, and all of a sudden... <laughs> like, off fuck, the table, cool. All of a sudden, you guys can't handle a belch. Like, come on, guys. Turns out the Cold War was over cold beer. They don't Ach- like the burps. Whoa. <laughs> oh. Wait, does col- does burps not happen with warm beer? <laughs> no, no, it, it does. I'm just does. making a joke that's about America and Russia. So. Ah. <laughs> I missed that part. That's the thing about jokes. I love them when you have to explain them. Oh, anyway. Well, you just got mansplained, bro. Well, you asked. It's clear you know more about metal history than U.S. history. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. I'm actually shame. okay with that. That's fine. That's we totally got to pause. Fine. Um. Dylan and Dez are going to fight outside the <laughs> yard. Why we'll be we right fight? back <laughs> after this commercial break. Yep. <laughs> he called me a fucking pervy Johnson. clown last podcast I was on with Please him. So he can fuck you yeah. call yourself Mr. Jingles. <laughs> Not Mr. Jingles, just Jingles. <laughs> okay, that does that make it better? No, oh, no, it still sounds like a pervert clown. It's because I'm a terrifying looking clown that has chains. 
chains for? For jingling. For binding children. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Oh. It's disgusting. I definitely think we have to have a fight. Then why would he place him on his boots where it would be hard to access to get? Because sometimes he likes to be the bottom. Oh. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> don't kink shame him, you. Yeah, what the, it's your brother. Yeah, man, that's your brother. Your, your brother. Bro- that's Come your on. pervert clown brother. <laughs> Let him be. <laughs> Let him be. Let uh, him be. Oh, okay. we're, not, we're not going for it. Anyway, well, so Devin's bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, something about this right. is the Salt City Circle Pit. This is what you signed up for. Yep. <laughs> All right, so I, my my bottom moment, I think, apart from all the others, is just when in that same show. Oh, sorry. Uh, in the, <clears throat> it was in that same that same uh, that video of the Stockholm show. We, I, you know, ever since we we saw that, I I was just started looking up bottom, and that was I found that whole show, and I just watched it all. And the coolest thing, the part that finally that, that hit me was just how good a drummer. Yasuka is and he just his drum solo and everyone you know like <clears throat> leaves him alone on stage oh I fucking forgot they, that. that was the best thing they leave him alone on stage and they go back and there's this whole there's this whole like you know video about um you know what happened and they got this behind the scenes stuff and they're all back there drinking they're like oh should we let him go or should we get back up there and they're just fucking giving him the time and they <laughs> But so that's to try and make up. Yeah, shit. yeah. And you, you can see him panicking. Yeah. <laughs> and by the, I mean, it was just is the coolest drum solo. Like it's just it was so much attitude and so much, uh, you know, like just talent. I couldn't look away, and I, I've watched it a lot. I've watched that drum solo a lot, and I mean, I've watched that concert a lot. But that was that was the moment in in Bodum that kind of just made me want to be better. I just saw that drum solo and. You know, I heard what he can do, and then I heard what he's doing in the songs, and I'm just like, oh, my God, he's kind of holding back. <laughs> like, he, he could tear it up a little more than that, and it was, it's just, it was just so cool. It was kind of eye-opening. Well, he can't always be at 100%, you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for the, I mean, for the flavor and the, and the respect of the music, you got to, you know, pull back and do, do your, uh, you know, respective part. But I, I just saw that drum solo, and I was pretty inspired. I, uh, I was like, wow, I have to, I want to be at that level. You know, I want to be doing what he's doing there and then everything that comes with it. I want it all. I want everything that looks like that. That was that was the coolest moment for me. Dude, you can do that. You can stall a drum solo for like a half hour. By <laughs> all you got to do is like you do a little boo look do look do look do and you, you put your sticks at the crowd and they go, ah. Yeah. And then you do the drum part again. You go do look do look do look do look do And you point at his crowd again and you go, ah. Yep. <laughs> and you can do that for like I swear to God, twenty minutes straight. Yep. Like I've Incredible. seen bands do that for fucking ever, and it works as long yep. as there's like a stadium. Yep. Man, well, as long they as that, go nuts. As long as he's keeping your attention, you know, he, he turns it up a bit, and then he and then he slows it down, gives you a rhythm, and then he turns it up a bit. It's just like it's I'll, like I'll, the, I'm watching that shit. <laughs> the Kiss drum solo isn't that great. Yeah. But he does that shit. He'll like throw it to the crowd so much, so you're like, yeah. Oh. But yeah. you know it's kind of fun. Wait, dude, on the um, on that drum solo in the Stockholm thing, isn't yeah. that the one where they're all backstage? Yep. <laughs> and they're like, "Should we oh, go yeah, get him case. now?" Like, this is what happens when you go pee. Yeah, you he told that entire it? story. Yes. and you missed it because okay, you were pissing. Cut that. Cut. <laughs> nope, I'm leaving it in. Anyway, <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah, I had to pee. That's, Sorry. That's the moment that kind of stuck out for for Bodum. I mean, it was yes, it was more Yaska, but just the whole band, the camaraderie, and everything together. Just it was so cool to see that. And that was what inspired me. So. Hell yeah. How about you, Steve? 
For me, it was, I don't remember exactly which song it was because I was tiny at the time. Like the first time I ever heard Bodum, I was like eight or nine when these guys showed me. You know that oh so fragile age of eight or nine, some kids in Utah are deciding whether or not they'll get baptized, and mm-hmm. others are deciding what is my favorite Bodum deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But uh, I don't remember which one it was, but he was rip. Alexi was ripping the most mean solo I had ever heard in my life, and it was topping most of the stuff I had heard of Zach's from when he was with Ozzy. And then he did the most crazy shit that I had ever seen, and that it was he had absolutely nailed the guitar spin over his shoulder, and I had never seen that. Oh yeah, done. he has a so specific and he way does of doing it, it too. over and over and over. He's clean. He did it. He did a double guitar spin once. Speaking just for that, fun. it was probably "Hate Me" because he does that through. He would do that through "Hate Me" every single time, right? In yeah. the, like right before it goes into the solo section, he throws it over his shoulder. Bounces a little bit, so it'll come right back up into his hands, and then he can hit that D chord again. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, I saw. Oh, fuck. There the are. Did it was he threw it over? Like, like, what the fuck? <laughs> whoop, whoop. The okay, now okay, let's man. let's play. No, solo. I didn't spin it that way. He spin spin it that way first, and then he spun it back around the other way, <laughs> oh, and then caught it, and then started ripping. Yeah, and it was yeah. just insane to see. Man, have you ever seen videos of people fucking trying that shit and failing? <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, by strap locks. Dude, I know. <laughs> They're inexpensive. Yes. <laughs> They're not that expensive. Locks. It's yeah. way cheaper to buy like the $30 strap locks as opposed to a like $400 guitar at cheapest. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And just absolutely smash into the drum kit behind you real quick. <laughs> I love the one. There's one where it like flies and he doesn't know where it went and it just goes like off into the parking lot behind yeah, that, it's that just one, fucking gone that one's the band called still waiting i remember that video so clearly because it goes over him and his gear and lands behind the stage and he's just looking around like what do i do <laughs> and, oh that was so oh, funny shit. i think my favorite of those is when the, the dude goes to flip it when he goes to spin his guitar and he spins it backwards and it hits that fucking guy in the face. Because <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, he's about yes. to go into a scream. Just like, yeah. and like yeah, oh, you can fuck. hear it. It oh, hurts. Yeah, dude. Collapse. Cool. Oh, it's so, so good. Funny. I've been hitting the head with a guitar head because uh, I'm dumb. But uh, <laughs> it's not fucking pretty, man. That's and in that video, I know that one. You can hear him just. <clears throat> oh, yeah. God. It's, it's rough. so harsh, Smack. dude. Oh, but I mean, even the even the greats that are you know known for that sort of thing can still fuck it up. Because Lexi was talking about that too. He said he's fucked it up a couple times and caught that pointy headstock right up his ass before. Ooh, <laughs> that's yeah. harsh. I didn't Is think about how pointy his fucking guitar is. I haven't seen a video of him fucking up. I swear, he was talking about it in an interview, and he was like, "Oh yeah, that fuck, I got the pointy thing like right on the tailbone." It was like, "Oh, that gotta suck so bad." Wait, which pointy thing? He's got like four points on oh, no, his fucking the, guitar. The headstock, the the one, the sharpest oh, part. Oh god! Oh no, my guitarist used to play a Jackson, so that son of a bitch hits right home because that's the one I caught in the forehead. Yeah. Oh Oof. god, damn, dude, in the ass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. You know that pain when you biff it off your skateboard and you just land straight on your ass? It's like that, but like probably ten times worse. Oh fuck <laughs> yeah, dude! Imagine the board going between your legs and just bouncing. I, I never got high off the ground with my skateboard. I was more one of those fat kids that just used it to get around. <laughs> I mean, with a skateboard, if you fall off, you usually don't land on a fucking knife. <laughs> That's ass. a good point. 
unless you know you're at old knifey's uh fucking skate park remember that one <laughs> where he just left all the knives out and that was That's part of the fun one. Yeah. i remember that yeah, it really yeah. helped me get over my ollie fear. You know, it was really <laughs> Same. Good at it. I learned to kickflip because of knifey. Nice, <laughs> good old knifey. Good guy. Uh, anyways, <laughs> we're just getting into old memories. You know, it's hard living on the edge as we do. Yeah, that's where we live. We currently, like locationally, it's on the edge. Yeah, <laughs> I am on the edge right fucking now. <laughs> I am not even kidding. <laughs> All right, let's get to the next portion of the program. <laughs> Um, I want to give you guys, so obviously y'all are influenced by Lexi, by Children of Bodom. I want to give you guys kind of a moment to talk about your projects in relation to Lexi and his influence over you. Uh, it's kind of a moment to plug you, but it's also kind of a moment to see how the influence has spread. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um... Does anyone want to volunteer to go first? Connor again. Yeah, sure. (laughs) So, like in my first band, Delusions of Godhead, I did drums and vocals. I started doing drums, like I said, because of um, Yaska from Children of Bodom. But um, as far as Alexi goes, like uh, I always wanted to play guitar. I just didn't think I was good enough. I just never even tried though. You know, I was like, that looks too hard. Like strings always stressed me out. Like any stringed instrument when I was a kid, I saw that shit and I was like, nope, that's not for me. But I was like, I can hit shit, you know? <laughs> but then, um, finally I decided it was also because of the band dissection, but children of Bodom and dissection. Like I heard the guitar playing and I was like, I want to play guitar now, you know? So I was, I bought myself a guitar and started fucking going for it. But, um, my band unceremonial, um, it's very, dissection influence but i still hear me doing like it's it's, it's kind of hard to hear but like the the bodum influence is there you know like it's just there it's, it doesn't sound like bodum because you want to strive to sound like your own fucking thing you know you don't want to sound like a a wannabe of another band or anything but um same with my band sacrilegion it's more on the death metal side but um i've noticed not just with that but any band i'm in it's it's all about the melody. Even if it's a heavy band, like you got to have the melodies in there. So that's definitely a hundred percent because of Alexi and children about them. Like every single band, even if it's not even remotely similar to children about them, there's always melody. And that's always like the focus, you know, and that's his fault. So thank you, Alexi for that. (laughs) (laughs) They definitely plugged the melodic death metal, like into the ground. They definitely put that on. Like (laughs) melodic death metal has most of its sound, I assume because of children of Bodom, because I had, there was no band that was playing like that before them. Cause he he, closest was in flames, but I mean, children of Bodom is like the reason I think melodic death metal is what it is now. Yeah. Cause he, cause he combined obviously death metal, black metal, Thrash metal, power metal. metal. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking all everything. It's one genre. genre you know? Well, that's it's the coolest thing about Bodom, too. Like, I mean, you could call them melodic death metal, but I don't think they're even that. Like, they're kind right. of a mix of, like, everything. That's so cool to me, because you can't really pigeonhole them into one genre. Yeah, yeah it's such a unique sound to itself. Because he's a fucking god, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's me. Dylan? Yeah, if you... <laughs> If you go to like the Heirs of the Ancient Throne Facebook page, the the uh, influence is blatantly obvious. 
we, it still sounds unique, but you can definitely tell my playing uh, comes after Alexi quite a bit. Um, and you'll kind of get that feel throughout all of our playing. Um, especially with the stuff that uh, us Ivesters compose because it has a very particular flavor to it. We obviously have our uh, keyboardist, Kevin Hoskins. He's a classically trained composer, so he does a lot of the composing for the band. But um, there is quite a fair amount that we compose ourselves as well, and those those songs in particular, those will really hit the bottom mark. I, uh, Because of Alexi's passing, have started with uh, writing and dedicating a series of songs to the memory of Alexi Leho. Um, this first one is going to be called uh, Finlandia, the Kingdom of Bodom, which kind of fits into the medieval thing, medieval theme of Heirs of the Ancient Throne. And I, I think that'll go pretty well. It, so far, without any other person's influence on the writing yet, <laughs> it definitely just sounds like a Lost Bodum song, because I followed a lot of the same writing techniques that he would use. I'm but to hear it. That's the whole point. Yeah, I... <laughs> well, I hope it doesn't suck. <laughs> well, if it sounds like Bodum, it won't. Dude, I, like... <laughs> I don't get this way about a lot of the songs I write because obviously I'm, you know, proud of what I do, but I cannot like sit still while playing this song. I'm really happy with how it's going so far, and I can't wait for other people to hear it too. Nice. Um, but yeah, we'll go. We'll obviously, you know, plug our social medias and stuff at the end of everything so that you can go check it out. But yeah, if you're ever cruising through Facebook and end up at our page, you'll you'll see. You'll see for sure. Which, by the way, in case you don't know how to spell, it's O-V because they're bastards. Why? <laughs> and he made fun of me for listening to black metal. It's a black well, metal thing. You know, you know, Kevin's such a huge fan of black metal. Yeah. That's Good probably lad. why. But it's it's sort of an old English thing. Heirs of the Ancient Throne, the O-V, is what makes it stand out from anything else on there. That's the easiest way to find us. But yeah. That'll be on all social media. Then you have to figure out how to spell heirs because that's a totally normal word people oh, yeah. use. H e i r s. That's right. The heirs, mm-hmm. not the air like in your duct work. Heirs. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Devin, I assume your answer is the same as your brother's. Wow me. <laughs> I thought you were about to skip him. I was like, "Damn!" No, I'm not that rude. I just demand. Time, yeah. I just demand to entertain be entertained. Us. <laughs> Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? No, that's why I want that's you to entertain me. Be different. And go. All right. So, I was influenced obviously by Yaska, just by the drummer of Children of Bodom. I mean, Alexi was a huge influence just in the way that just in the way that he he is just as a person influenced like that's what it looks like to be on stage to me but the whole band did that for me and especially you know definitely Oscar just the, his playing style it has definitely influenced the way that I play in just his fills 
and just the, the the type of way that he transitions from from riff to riff and is able to just bring out the hardest in a riff. It's just his drum style is so unique. And he was one of the biggest influences. I had the the John Boklin Devil Driver was a big influence for me as well. Um for for just how solid he was, but Yasuka just for how much flavor was in that. Just every fill. Like a good steak. It's right. Ooh, it's yeah. right. It's definitely <laughs> right. And and it's a good steak being served hibachi style. Right. Ooh, hibachi. <laughs> a meaty drum sound explains why Devin likes blood drunk so goddamn much. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Are you kidding? Uh, Holy hell shit. yeah. You got me. You got me. You know? It's just, it, that was one of the first Children of Bodom songs I tried to learn was blood drunk. And obviously my feet weren't fast at the time, so I couldn't. I couldn't play it, but I could definitely... Your little baby feet. <laughs> yeah. My little, my little... I had a, I had a double kick for, I think, maybe... I think... Well, you got that double kick because of Yasuka. Because yeah, you hadn't played a double kick up until that point. That's what it was. Because, yeah, I was working on a first first act kit and it, doing what I could. You know, just learning, like, Wasp and different, you know, metallic songs. But do you Wild fuck like a beast? And that. Right, yeah. <laughs> I like the confidence. Him, that's his fucking nickname. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, fucking try me out right now. He's the fucking wild child, man. You heard it here first, folks. Devin and Dez fucking on a Salt City Circle page. Uh, not to alarm anyone, but someone took me in the closet and tried me on. Oh my god. I fit, by the way. Oh no. no, that's a Family Guy quote right there. Oh, no. I have not seen Family Guy past like season. Three. That's the only yeah. joke that stood out to me that much. <laughs> Dude, they are on 35. The Simpsons aren't even that. on 35, motherfucker. Oh, they they're, they're on like 33. Same thing. But, <laughs> yeah, you can definitely hear the influence. And because, you know, in a lot of the way that we that airs is, it's mostly Kevin writes the material and then we learn it. But there is a lot of room for, um, for your own taste on things. And I definitely done that i've put different fills places that seemed better and you know this and that and it hope you know i would hope that you can hear the bottom influence because that's cool but uh, you know i just want you guys you know to know that it's there like i did i wouldn't have gotten as good as i am at drums if it weren't for yaska and children of bottom just the sound so yeah that's me hell yeah you got anything steve on all right, cool. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> now that's how you skip somebody. Steven, you got anything? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I am the rhythm guitarist of theirs. And, uh, Not rhythm. You're the second guitarist. You you play just as many solos as I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't show yourself right now. <laughs> I'm the lead slash rhythm. Rhythm. <laughs> he is the guitarist Lidham. of Ayers. I am the reed. Of the <laughs> ancient throne. There it is. And uh, a lot of my play style comes not only from Alexi, but also Zach Wilde and Tom Morello occasionally. And also- so you have a wah pedal? No. Oh wow, that's I. My bad. The weirdest part is he doesn't really have any effects pedals or anything. He just makes some really weird sounds with his hands. Are you no, sure Tom Morello is an influence? Yeah. Huh. Well, it's basically, you like, learn something new every day. Because obviously, we play just really heavy power metal in this band, but stuff that Steven does on his own time, it's it's like really, really heavy dubstep, but on guitar. It's I so don't like strange. your solo stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like it until yet, you though. try it, man. 
I do a lot of dubstep as well because that's just something I figured out on my free time by learning by ear. So is it dubstep on the guitar? Yeah, like all this. All of it. And anything that you can find that's dubstep related, I can learn within around like five minutes if I listen to it. Yeah, it's oh, it's pretty guitar centric. Holy shit! Mindless. <laughs> fight me, goddamn. Ooh, brother, fight, brother, Ooh. fight. <laughs> All right, guys, we're coming to the end of the show here, and I want to talk about before we go. One of the most important things about Children of Bodom, Alexi's primary project, was the live experience, and the live experience makes or breaks for so many bands but once you're already even into children of bodom just seeing them live is even more it adds on to it the first thing that made dylan love children of bodom was from a live performance video yes it's the live performance that matters for children of bodom <laughs> so i want to go around the room real quick i want to tell our favorite live story experiences about children of bodom then we're going to do social media then we're going to end the podcast sound good yeah, yeah. Right on. All right, Connor, you got a story for me? Keep up on the mic so I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, of course. No, um, so honestly, I think the best Bodum show I ever saw, besides the last one I saw, which wasn't their last one, it was two times ago. Not their last show in Salt Lake, but that was a good one. They played a lot of old shit, but, um, my favorite time was seeing them, uh, the first time when it was when they were touring with, they were opening for Black Label Society with Zach Wild. So that, that's cool because we've been talking about Zach Wilde and shit, you know. But um, I was too young to drive, and I really wanted to see Children of Bodom. And I was like, Dad, can you take me to Children of Bodom? Like, come on, man. Like, let's go, you know. So um, my dad. Come on, man. Yeah, I was like, come on, dude. Let's go. <laughs> but my dad gets me and my cousins, who also like Children of Bodom. You know, get in the car. We go there. Watch the open. I think it was like Clutch or something opening. And I was like, nice. okay. I was like, cool. But I was like, where the fuck <laughs> is Alexi? And I wasn't ready for it, man. When um, Children of Bodom started playing. Hold on. But why is Clutch opening for children? <laughs> Clutch? That's no, a it good was, point. No, no, no. It was Clutch, Children of Bodom, then Black Label Society. Oh, okay. It was just okay. the three. There was yeah, an interesting band It was. No, it was weird. So also, I remember my dad loved Clutch. And I, I did too, but I was like. I didn't know who they were, but my dad's like, oh, that's cool. And then everything else, he's like, ah, oh, whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I cool, love but... Clutch and Black Label Society and Children. Yeah, no, it was Just fucking there. stacked. It was a Saltaire. That's amazing. Here in Salt Lake, you know? That was, that was cool. But uh, yeah, I was a kid, dude. And when Bodum started playing, holy shit. And I, I wasn't even old enough to drink. I was like fucking 13 or 14 or something. But um, after Bodum got done playing, I fucking threw up. Like, the, That's how know. good it was? Yeah, no, I think it... I don't know. It was like maybe from the bass drum. I've never like... You know when you're at a live show like close and you feel the fucking bass drum punching <laughs> so, you in the chest? Yeah. So oh, you yeah. just... No, after. No, after. No, my dad... No, yes, no, I did. No, no, it was inside the show in the trash, but... So they just like go... Fucking Yasuka gave him shaking babies. No, but it was amazing. I loved it. But uh, no, after they got done playing, we're like, okay, like it's time for Black Label Society. And it took a little bit. And then when they started playing their first song, I was like, God, I need to fucking vomit. And yeah, I ran to the back of the fucking venue and I vomited for like five minutes. It you heard awesome. it here first, folks. Connor, white boy Carlson was so vomited. shaken by the double bass of Yaska Rotekainen <laughs> that he puked himself. Yep. And my, my dad's like, 
do we got to go home? I was like, no, we got to watch Black Label. And he's like, yeah, we should probably go home. I was like, no. Nah. Yeah, you came we, back. We you're like, no, <laughs> yeah, don't be a wussy. We're yeah, good. No, we left after like five Black Label songs. And I was pissed because I was like, dude, I just, you know what? Drum smacks, man. You know, Fuck. you know what? I was a good lad. I love Black Label and shit. But if you've been to a Black Label show, you know, that there is an unnecessarily long fucking guitar solo <laughs> well, you, it's Zach what fucking wild you have to man I understand but I don't need to hear the same guitar part done 58 times last note held out and then he pings it again and then he does the same <laughs> guitar part and then he holds it out and then he pings it again and then he does the same guitar part and then he holds it out and then he pings it again see how annoying that is but he does that with notes but he's also Zach Wilde <laughs> I understand but I didn't pay to hear if I'm gonna hear him play that long I'm gonna hear him play fucking songs like, I'd rather him um, hear him play Aussie songs. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, no, there's there's a lot I mean, of great black, black labels. I, I guess there's a lot of great black label songs. I just his guitar solo gets so fucking boring for me. Yeah. you know what I mean. Especially not as a guitarist. Like I understand <laughs> that for guitarists, they're like they're just sitting there jerking off at every arpeggio. And you're like, sing, dude, and he's not, and you're like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> In this river. <laughs> Anyways, Beautiful. we've made fun of Zach Wild enough. I'm sorry. No, dude. I love him. Love you, Zach. Yeah. I love Zach Wild. I know Wilde you're never too. gonna hear this, but I love you. I just think his guitar solo is stupid fucking long. That's um, it. That's why um Disengaged isn't opening for um Black Label Society. But <laughs> Heirs of the Ancient Throne and Sacrilegion are. Boo. You heard it here, Zach. Hit us up. We're ready to tour. Zach, really if you, well, maybe they're not, but they can get ready. <laughs> Zach, if you hit me up first, you'll get a good fuck band. <laughs> oh, oh, that that was smooth, Shots but fuck fires. you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a cheers moment that you're uh, not drinking. Shit. Oh, God, I got this. Cheers. Oh, hey, fair enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So, Dylan, live show experience. Did you puke yourself, too? <laughs> No, but if I expose <laughs> any harder by the rest of the audience, might have. Because something that I noticed only at Children of Bodom live shows is the Bodom Rush. Which is where so, everyone, as soon as Children of Bodom comes on stage, would rush forward into oh, the barricades. So not much different than the Bum Rush. I'm not sure what you mean. <laughs> yeah, I think you're the only one here who knows what that, that's like. Well, Wait, do you have to some, cut that out? Is that bad? No, sometimes <laughs> when you are the most attractive person in the room. You are pretty sexy. It's like the wall of death, except for you don't die from immediate impact. You die from suffocation. And death one of the walls snow, snow. is my bum. <laughs> and, one of the, and one of the walls is <laughs> I think it's called stuffication. Oh, no breathing. Jesus Christ. Anyway, so, yeah, the Bodum Rush. I've never experienced it with any other band that I've seen live. For some reason, just Children of Bodum. Just the whole audience would rush forward as soon as they're on stage, and everyone would be squoze together like a pack of sardines. It was so weird. I like the first Children of Bodom show I went to. Smell just as bad too. When I first experienced that, I dropped my jacket because I was scared of what was going on because it was just the whole stampede of people around me. And did you never, lose that jacket? It never hit the fucking ground. Nice. It never <laughs> hit the fucking ground. It was stuck to my side between me and some fat dude, and it was the weirdest thing. You're like, thank you, fat dude. <laughs> you know, my you you also took mine is literally the exact same thing at the blood during the blood drunk tour. 
Same thing, dude. When my fat ass, I was pushing <laughs> almost three bills at that point, dude. And they lifted me off the ground. Yeah, it was crazy. And, and other people, rule. dude, don't fuck, give a yeah. fuck, dude. I was ta- I was seeing a lot of people like right after Alexi was announced as passed. There was a lot of people talking about their children of bottom live experiences, and literally every single person has talked about the bottom rush. It is super weird that it's just children of bottom, and it's not it's, like why. What led to that? I don't even know. It's That's like everyone just talked about child. it. Yeah, like no I'd, one talked about it, like we're gonna fucking rush the stage. Yeah, they yeah. just do it. No yeah. one. That's no how one great the band is. I, it's just the weirdest thing. The only time that if you're didn't there, happen there. was when I saw them oh, as a supporting act for Megadeth. It's but a good show. that's because you know it was a lot of you know older metal guys that are there for you know the band they've known for years, and then Children of Bodom was still completely new to them, even though they've been around for twenty years already. Which is madness to me. But carry on. And I, yeah. I, I was about to it say was, something. It was just weird. Fuckers. But <laughs> it was funny. It was funny and awesome to see because. All these, all these people talk about how much they hate keyboards and metal because it's, it's so not cool. But Children of Bodom kind of changed that for them that night, and I could tell because, because at first they saw the keyboard as it was uncovered, and they were like, "Oh, not one of these bands." And then Children of Bodom started playing, and they were like, "Oh, oh shit." It's one of these and, bands. Yeah, That's fucking and, true, though. <laughs> Bodom made keyboards cool. Fuck yeah. yeah! I'm Bodum sorry, like got I, keyboardist laid. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know because it was all weird. I love you, Yane. Point, but you got it. <laughs> but yeah, so so uh, by the end of um, by the end of that show, they had thousands more fans in that audience. But there were like during the song "I Worship Chaos," there was three simultaneous circle pits throughout that whole room, and it was full like to the brim. the The Rockwell at the complex in Salt Lake—that's a big room to fill. And fuck yeah, and more than half yeah, the people in that the audience back. were s- just going around in these circle pits. I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> but uh, my favorite show, is, as well as it being the most depressing, was their last show because the last show in Salt Lake was at in the venue, and it apparently wasn't even supposed to happen. Um, that's what Alexi was talking about when they were on stage. I guess the show had been canceled a couple hours prior and they hadn't had time to announce it on their Facebook yet, but they were able to relocate it to in the venue. And that's because I think it was supposed to be either at the complex or the Metro or something. I think it was complex. supposed to be complex. Yeah. yeah. Cause I was going to go to that and I had to work. Yeah. Thanks. Capitalism. Oops. <laughs> Maybe that's a different podcast. Oh my God. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's George Washington in a bathtub. My political <laughs> podcast. Ted Nugent wants to know your location. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He'll know my location over my fucking dead body. I tell you what, just like the government. But yes, yeah. so, exactly. So, though. <laughs> so that last show here ended up getting relocated, obviously, to in the venue. That's where we all saw them. It was a really weird, intimate show because it was such a small room. It was in their cl- the club sound side of in the venue. Before it was torn down, a lot of you new people in the metal scene won't be able to see that place. But I love that place. <sighs> yeah, I, um, it was so place. small, but I loved it. I miss it. Yeah, y'all, everyone's hit their head on that pole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, the oh, fucking man, pole. I forgot about that. I remember seeing Fintroll there for the first time. Yeah, yeah. And he I was, was like, to bring up watch Fintroll. out. I want 
a circle pit right here and watch out for Around that stick of death. Yeah. And I was like, I, 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 I was dying. I hit my face on it for sure. I was me with too. Randy Johnson, actually. And yeah. he threw me into it. What so that was dick. cool. His was girlfriend is our violinist and heirs to the ancient throne. Noah oh, Martin. Yeah. She is Full circle. insane at violin. Anyway, so, um, yeah, that, that bottom show. <laughs> Plug. Um, <laughs> Dylan. Fucking, wow, not me. I'm leaving it in. Nice. Please leave it in. Uh, yeah, Dylan. Yeah. Fucking burp in. Yes, Connor, I'm in. leaving your burp in. Oh, thank you. I'll leave it in. I'll just wiggle my hips a little bit. Oh, anyway, so. <laughs> oh, damn. You've been single for expect- five minutes. Oh, my God. I wasn't even relating to that. Oh, my God. Oh. Anyway, um, so. <laughs> He's such a whore. <laughs> He's a horn dog. <laughs> but anyway, so. So that last show, they. Uh, our friend Alex Snow uh, got the oh, chance Snow to Ball. meet Children of Bodom before the show, and he he was hanging out uh, mostly, obviously talking to Alexi because he's a guitar guy too. And they kind of broke off from the group in their corner, just talking shop about guitar because Alexi didn't want to deal with the other just like super raging fans. They were just you know talking about gear and shit. But the first thing Alex said to me when he saw me in person as soon as I arrived. Because we were, he was still waiting outside, and the line started forming. So we were standing there, and he was like, "Dude, I'm worried about Alexi." Because obviously, he saw him way up close. Because he was, you know, sitting there on his tour bus, sitting next to him. And uh, I was like, "Why?" He's like, "Well, I guess you'll have to see." And that's when. When Children of the Bottom finally came on stage, I noticed that Alexi got like super, super skeletal skinny. Mm. And it made it really hard to enjoy the show for the first couple songs because I was just worried about his health up until that point. Um, but he he looks a little more faint in the videos that I've seen of the show. But for some reason in my memory, I just remember him having so much energy that show, regardless of his health condition at the time. And it was the best I'd ever heard him sound in person because his, uh, since he had cut drinking while on the road up until that point, I think like four years prior, something like that. Um, I, I noticed that his guitar playing was just absolutely insane. Everything was just hitting the nail on the head, every single song. And they played every song that we never got to hear all the previous time seeing children of Bodom. Cause I think that, at that point was my fifth or sixth time. It might be over. It might be fourth or fifth time that I got to see children about him live. And, uh, it was just insane, but it was so disheartening at the same time. Cause obviously seeing Alexi in that condition, it felt like a funeral. Cause I was surrounded by all my friends and was hearing all these great songs that I never got to hear. And then a few weeks after that show, they were announcing the children of Bodom breakup. That's a little harsh, huh? Yeah, it was rough. I was so bummed. And that's what made his actual loss so much worse is because after seeing him in that condition in person, everyone 
was kind of scared for what may come in the future. But when they announced about him after midnight, we were like, okay, well, he's got, he's got plans. He's obviously sticking around and they played, I thought it was just one. I think they played a, a couple in was Finland one during, show? or was it a few? I don't, I remember I watched, I watched different videos. I know they had several I booked, but I don't know how many they actually played. Yeah. But there was one that they put on their brand new YouTube channel that was filmed by like a bootleg camera at the back of the room or something. It was, it reminded me of literally every local show that I've ever seen filmed in Utah. <laughs> so Ooh, it was cool, so, yeah, it, it was, was so strange, badass. but you can look it up, Bodum after midnight live in Helsinki, Finland. But, but yeah. And they came out on stage. He was going ape shit. He sounded like he was fucking 20 again. It's like, he's never been that energized, man. Yeah. It was fucking crazy. I, it hurt so bad when we lost him because he looked like he was getting absolutely so much better than he was. Exactly. Yeah, no shit. That's, yeah. that's heavy. He was going crazy. It literally looked like it was from like the hate reader tour or something. Yeah, it was nuts. Like, I mean, he was still, he was still kind of skinny, but not nearly as skinny as he was when I saw him in person. Yeah. And it, it was, uh, that just made the loss complete. Just the, probably the most brutal thing. I I was able to make it through work that day because I was just in shock and it didn't feel real. But the next day, I straight up called into work <sighs> and just laid there all day. But by the end of that day is when I started riding Finlandia. So I I guess I got something good out of it, but it's still just it's so painful because it had he, to come that way. He led the charge in my life in metal since I was fucking, what, 15? Yeah. Well, well that's heavy. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Devin? What was the question? <laughs> sorry, I rambled. No, for, it I got emotional. Too, no, say, like, I'm sorry. We both got like, really into that shit. So. Memory, right? um, do oh, you yeah. have a favorite live Bodum memory? Oh, and, man. Let me think. Every time I saw them was something different and awesome. I saw them on the the Reckless Relentless Forever tour. What was I think the first time at the complex, right? Yeah, in it the was smaller a, room. It was, it was definitely yeah. at the complex. And the first thing I see is just Yas's kit with the album art on it. That so was fucking cool. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> You've been playing Pearl since you saw that show. I've been, I've been, fucking, I've been, yeah, I've been playing Pearl. Yeah. Quite a long time. Like that, that, that's my, that's my preferred, but, but yeah, I just, I, I saw them and that show stuck out because I think that was the show that they played. They played. If you don't, well, if you want peace, prepare, prepare for, for war. war. No, that was they didn't play that until. Oh, did they not? No, I, thought, I, I, thought I was anticipating they it. They didn't play it at that one. Uh-huh. They played Lake Bodum for the first time in several years. Oh, that's oh, right. That was fucking awesome. That they brought back and I, I lost my shit. Their I yeah, their out. fucking first <laughs> album that they never played, and they played fucking Lake Bodum. Yes, that's sorry. That's no, the, no, that's that, the, that was mind fucking, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're good. I mean, fuck, you were if you don't younger want than me at that point. For war was 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 played at one of their shows, and that was that was just insane for all of us. Yeah, we like, that was the last one here. It was like that. I, I went in the comments yeah, on fi- that was the last show I saw. And that's the only one I was able to see. Yeah. And but yeah, but they, they played Lake Bodum along with I can't I can't remember, but they played that and, and a couple other songs and it was just insane to hear that original the you know, the the old, old Bodum just being played. It was, Trash Lost and Strung Out is the one you freaked out about. I fucking lost it. That is some that song I started uh, the mosh pit of that one. Yeah. 
Trash Lost and Strung Out is so fucking good. <laughs> like that just just they never like they play that melody in three different keys. The key they, change every chorus was the coolest yeah, shit. It's so That's fucking so cool. sweet, dude. <laughs> I've, I've never heard that pulled off like that. And it just fuck, man. Just only Alexi could do it. Like I know. That. Only Alexi could do it like that. I think there's a it's there's like, a, at least one song where he key changes like four times during his solo. Like <laughs> it's so fucked, dude. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm trying to think of that song. I immediately heard that the bend. I immediately heard the change. You fucking hear it like, in your brain. Exactly. Like, yeah, there it is. Like, I know that one. I, I want to say it's "Kissing the Shadows" because they changed. No. Well, God, that song it's been is, a minute since I've listened to that one. I'll yeah. listen to it. Yeah, I don't actually. This. I don't think it's that song. I just know that yeah. they go back and forth, but to either between two keys or just between two progressions because that solo section is ridiculous. But. um but yeah, it's hard to pick a favorite motor memory because they're all they they're all different, but they're all kind of just the same ex- experience to me because they just they're it's it's seeing Bodum live. It's when I go there, it's just it's a different show compared to any other show. But it you know for lack of you know better memory, I just don't I can't recall a certain moment besides that. There is one funny thing that happened at a Bodum show. And it wasn't to me. It was to our friend Brandon at the time. He, he for some reason, Brandon is a, just a magnet for Wait, things. Is that- he the guy who got punched in the face by Alexi? What? What? Never mind. That could be maybe a story. All for right. That. But that's a Salt Hello? Lake City story. There's an art. Oh, Never mind. Really? We'll talk about that maybe later. Oh, carry okay. on. Sorry. I, I was like getting excited. I was like, that was him? And now. Yeah. <laughs> but for some reason, our friend Brandon is just like a magnet for shit gets, that gets thrown into the uh, audience. And so he, I mean, he's got drum heads, he's got fucking picks, he's got the works, he's just, I don't get it. But he, he caught a stick, I think, from Yasuka, or it was a drum head at that point. Yeah, he caught a drum head. And it was so funny just, (laughs) just remembering the way it happened because he threw it and it just went into the audience. And Brandon's just this short guy. He's about my height, if not a little shorter, kind of stocky, kind of fat. You know, <laughs> well, he's not anymore. Not anymore. He's but at the time, he was pretty chunky. Now, but but like at the time, dude. Yes, yeah, at the time, dude, it was so funny to watch him just jump the fuck up and just like reach for that shit. <laughs> I think he slapped it to the floor too, and then just like huddled over it like a fucking beast. And, like, <laughs> shit so right it's not there. luck. He's just got a technique. Yeah, that so, uh, was that's technique for sure. It's not luck. He's got a fucking technique. Man. That's what I would. Yeah, he knows man. to knock it to the floor well, and, and hunt get on it. What are you gonna do? Like a wild animal. I don't it. And I think it's just like location. Like the fact that he always ends up in like the right spot in the in the general vicinity where it's coming. It's He's just like, crazy. hey, that's me. <laughs> it's fucking crazy, man. Like. Like, the only thing I think I've ever caught was a stick from the Sabaton drummer, and that was cool as fuck. That was a cool No, show, that one, I was, I remember I caught it. You caught it, yes. I caught it, and then, because up until this point, Devin had seen almost <laughs> all of his friends catch something, and he was he was so depressed, and I didn't even expect to catch it. I just threw my hand up, and it hit the palm of my hand, and I just fucking <laughs> grabbed it like a Venus flytrap. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, shit. And then I, like, without even thinking, turned around and handed it to Devin. He was like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, that's some good shit. That's some brotherly love. And then that is love right here. there. Yes, that dude, was funny, though. I stuck it in my boot and hit it. I was like, yeah. fuck yeah, dude. Well, I, well, I remember because Devin wanted to go mosh to Trivium because that was that same show. Yeah. I put Woo! it in my boot. And while yes. Devin was busy moshing to Trivium, I He's snuck sick. outside and hung out with 
Joachim and uh, Chris and got them to sign the stick for him. Because I hung Ooh. out with you guys. You hung out with me and <laughs> yes. Nick during that, right? Uh, yeah. Because I, I saw were you, you were standing there when Chris held me like his wife, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. I've got a picture of that. I'll Dude, send it to yeah, please, uh, I'll send it to Dez after, so you can post it's it on beautiful. the Instagram it's or something. Beautiful. Well, isn't that cute? <laughs> it's, it's great. It was. It's so it wasn't funny. cute. It was sexy. It but was yeah. so sexy. Anyway, <laughs> snapping back to modem though. So yeah. that's 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 one of the best yeah. modem memories I have. Is live. Is just dude catching sticks or a drum head actually, and you know just. Seeing seeing them in general, I can't I can't think of any every every time I see them, it's like that. Every time I, I saw Bodum was just epic. Hell so yeah, that's that's my memories. It's like a family reunion that was forged by everyone. It's kind of how it felt. It kind of how it felt when you when when we went back to see Bodum. You know, seeing him for the first time obviously was crazy. You just you go. We went in and we you didn't even we were just we had this short hair. Kind of like just to our, we were starting to grow it out, you know. And we had beanies on. We yeah, had it was like to our shoulders. We this is how just... metalheads measure time, by the way. They're like, <laughs> well, we had short hair then. <laughs> yeah. I think like here's our inches, folks. I think like ten inches at that time. Yep. You know, I'm up to two feet. Okay, so it's been like ten years. Well, right. I'm up to yeah. three feet, so I'm definitely yeah, getting up there. I haven't measured in a long time. You're old. Like we're gonna measure you like your rings of a tree. <laughs> But yeah, I just you know it, when you go back to see Bodum, it's like going back to see family members. It was crazy. It felt so awesome because you see them and it doesn't even fucking feel real. You know when you go back to see him, you you've seen him going crazy in the in the you know live shows and you've you've seen the behind the scenes of what they're actually like. You know they're TV, the yeah, best. dude. Yeah. You know they're a bunch of goofy fucks that like to party and there's just and you see them up there just shredding and killing it and it just like brings it all home and I I I've, I've, I've teared up at every Bodum show, if not just cried. I, Honestly same. It's yeah. just sometimes man they just they play Dude, something. I was breaking out the what works in the pits like I was just going hey. <laughs> yeah, not the yeah, man, it's just it's different. It's definitely yeah. a different show, and I'm really sad that I'm. And there's not a lot of bands who do that to people, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have to be. Yeah, you have to be a fan of them. You know, I don't consider myself a fan of a lot because I take the word seriously. I'm a fan of Bodum. I oh, know. Yeah, yeah. I know all their names. You yeah, know? exactly. Like, <laughs> it's like I learned yeah, all their I'm names, guys. Because I know okay? everyone's first and yeah. last name. I know every member of the band. Yeah, not same. exactly. Well, well, I know their roadie's name. There's George. And Fred. And I heard um, uh, there's also Ligma, I think was one of them, right? Oh, uh, Mr. Balls. Ligma Balls, maybe? Yeah, I ah, do. That's right. <laughs> I do know Mr. Ligma. I like the yeah, one. Mr. Ligma Balls. The one show they had come out, it was funny, I think. Was Kevin at a Bodum show with us? I don't think so. He, he went with us to Amaranth. Okay. Never mind. And it was Sabaton. a different guy. <laughs> I had a funny story. but Some guy came out on stage and he was just all talking in a foreign language. I don't know what language it was. He was just up there in the mic, checking each mic, going back and, you know, through the three mics and then coming back. <laughs> we were back. chanting for him. And it was just like, he comes on stage, he's like, you guys slick, 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 no that was it's... no that was the night wish and epica show wasn't yeah. it oh wait what that was a thing 
Oh fuck yeah, Nightwish. And no, my bad no, for missing. Hang on, Nightwish, I saw Epica, Night, I Nightwish and Nightwish. Camelot. Yeah. That was the one. I yeah. fucking missed that one too, but it's whatever. So yes. capitalism. Oops. So those are my memories. Steven, do you have memories? Have, a favorite live boat of memories. I have one question. favorite memory, and that is that after like halfway through their set, Alexi had thrown a pick, and I have also smacked items to the ground, and that pick was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I was looking all around trying to figure out where the hell it had just gone, and it was a little red pick that he had thrown, and I was just looking all over the goddamn place. And then I lifted my boot, and I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> Absolutely no way. And then I picked up his Jazz 3 and Dude, kept that. And fuck I, I yes. I have it in a lockbox to this day. So fucking sick. Nice. Hell yeah. Well, congratulations. That is the funnest prize to come away with a show. Yeah, there's really nothing better, dude. When you catch a pick of some sort of a drumstick, you're like, I win, bitch. Yeah. What are you going to do? You're like, I can Hell smell yeah. I'm the winner of the show. <laughs> I won. I won the show, bitches. Yep. Exactly. And what are they going to do? Nothing. They're going to cry because you got it. And they're bitches. Yep. Yes. Anyways. Bitches. Oh. Now, like, <laughs> catching a pick is a raffle, and you got you to gotta just try. You have to try. And sometimes you have to kill people for it. But Sometimes you have to kill. I've definitely been there. Now <laughs> that we have gotten so serious about Fuck. Mr. Lexi, we've reached the end of the program. Program. The program. The program. The program. So uh, no. anything else you guys want to say to the people? Um, and Listen to Children of Bodom. Listen to Children of Bodom is the it, important part of this Why episode. haven't you yet? Um, yeah, if you haven't... <laughs> Go listen, come back. I'm kind of surprised no one has just turned this off to listen to Children of Bodom. But anyway, if you made it through this, you know, congratulations. You win. There is no prize except for you listen to us. Maybe gush you can about, catch a pick sometime. You listen to us yeah. gush about Children of Bodom. <laughs> um, more episodes to come very soon. Assault City Circle Pit Season 2 is coming in hot. Lots of fun episodes. <sighs> Circle Pit Radio featuring this guy right over here, Mr. Sacrilegion himself. Actually, I've got all three of your bands on Circle Pit Radio. Actually, yeah. The DJs so just got you. their thank portions you. back to me, and this they only the have good things to say. Um, Don't lie to me, but thank you. <laughs> no, I mean, the, the DJs all oh, like cool. your music yeah, a no, lot. That's cool as fuck. Thank you. So, anyways, nice. Circle Pit Radio, Assault City Circle Pit. Please check it out. Tell your friends. Tell your local underground artists. And Connor, where can people find you on social media? Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> which one? No. Uh, <laughs> no. Look up uh, on Facebook. Any 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 social media. It's all the same shit. Each band, but it's um just the band name. So Nellrath. K N E L L W R A I T H. Nellrath. Sacrilegion. God, that's going to be a mouthful. S-A-C-R-I-L-E-G-I-O-N. An unceremonial. In, Can you, you use find it that in one a sentence? No. What? Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> oh, no. Unceremonial, well, I could, but not, not ball. I'm not going to make that joke on here. Not ball. Um, not, not sacrilege. Ball sacrilegion. Oh. I don't want that to catch on. That's why I wasn't going to say it, but you All got right. me. Ball yeah. sacrilegion. Just look up the band names, um, Instagram, Facebook. Spotify, whatever the fuck you want. All right. We all have new albums coming out, by the way. 2021, all three bands have new albums. Just yes. saying. Overachiever Connor is done now. No, it's depressing. <laughs> but thank you. Dylan, <laughs> tell us about where we can find your band, where we can find you. What's going on? Well, 
uh, as far as the band, uh, we only have a Facebook and Instagram so far. I'm sure we'll end up with a like a YouTube and stuff later on as soon as we've got some stuff recorded, which we should hopefully have some stuff by the end of the year. Um, so on Facebook, it's just Heirs of the Ancient Throne. Just remember to spell O-V instead of O-F for of. Um, it's True cult. the same on Instagram, except you just put an underscore between each thing like a space. So yeah, Heirs of the Ancient Throne. There oh. you can find all of our, you know, shred videos, riff videos, and other miscellaneous musical shit. Do you want anybody finding you on your Please personal social too. medias? Uh, if you want to follow me for car content and whatnot, it's, uh, let's see here. It's been a minute since I've been over to mine. <laughs> oh, the Instagram one is so long. <laughs> it's just uh, jingles199666. <laughs> Hey, wow. There we go. 666 baby. <laughs> and then on on uh, TikTok it would be Jingles 1996. And that, it's all pretty much guitar and car content on there too. But which you do have a gnarly ass car. I don't know what it is, Monte but it Marlo. sounds Monte really Carlo. Carlo. <laughs> no, it's, it's Monte Carlo. Uh, Hi, Monte I'm Monte Marlo. Oh. Hello, Monte I am Carlo. Carlo. Same thing. Do one letter. One fucking letter. It was letter. the best letter. My letter. I fucked in my own letter. Yeah, you took the one letter that I removed from the name and then put it somewhere else. <laughs> but no, that was it, your fault. Fuck you. <laughs> I read it on your card. <laughs> but no, it's. Are you uh, dyslexic? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> For those of you into cars, it's it's a 1985 Chevy Monte Carlo. It's a four-speed manual swapped. It's, it's a pretty interesting car. I've named it Haunty Carlo. Because uh, I usually dress it up for Halloween with, you know, blood all over it and a skeleton hanging from the antenna just because it's funny to watch flap in the wind. You ever get pulled over for that? No. I also saw your sticker where it's like you have a body in your trunk. Oh, yeah. I've That's really sticker. fun. I've got a sticker on the back window that says, I have the perfect body, but it's in the trunk and starting to smell. <laughs> and Hell yeah. It's made several people laugh. Now back there, uh, I've got a memoir to uh, Alexi Leho. I've got the Children of Bodom logo and Alexi Leho, or rest in peace, Alexi Leho, 1979 to 2020. And that's in the same yellow as the pinstripes on his black and yellow ESP uh, signature model. Damn. So I got that match perfectly. And then I've got black around the windows and it's right up against that. So it just looks the part. Well, at least you care about the color of the yellow. <laughs> well, I was, if I was going to get that's a Children of Bodom logo, I wanted it to mean something. It's but. not going to mean something if it's not yellow. Have you seen? It's his favorite fucking guitar. I'm guitar, just saying, man. like, oh, it's going to matter either way. It doesn't matter if it's yellow. I mean, you're right. It is going to matter, but it matters more now. It also sets <laughs> oh, it apart from the other now. stickers on my windshield. So <laughs> That's also I think I'll have to do that on the Elko, but with the uh, pink and black guitar that he had. <clears throat> nice. That'd be cool. Nice. Devin, you got social media you want people to find you, or just the same thing as Dylan? Um... Yeah, so I guess Heirs of the Ancient Throne is on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, that's spelled F-A-C-E-B-O-O-K. <laughs> <laughs> and Instagram, I think it's spelled I-N-S-T-A-G-R-A-M. So Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you are my favorite. That's the first time I've heard that on here, at least. <laughs> so, uh, I don't have any personal social medias that anyone would follow, so... 
Um, but yeah, Heirs of the Ancient Throne with the LV, because, you know. Because you guys rule. Because we rule. <laughs> I know Steven does more than just the band as far as Instagram stuff, too. So, Steven, tell me about it. I have a small art page going, which is Archangel underscore 12, capital A. And mostly I'll just draw really interesting creatures and movie cars, video game cars like Sleet Tooth, Struck, and Twisted Metal, stuff like that. Hell yeah. My favorite character was Axel. Good character. Badass. That was a fun yeah. character. Well, dude, he ripped his arms out of the machine to tell his dad to fuck off. And then- <laughs> It's the most metal thing you can kind of do, honestly. I've played Axel probably more than any other character. Same. Uh, Axel's my go-to character. Straight up. Um, What's your go-to character for uh, Twisted Metal? Connor. Connor. You guys are going to hate me. Yeah. Is it Flower Power from Twisted Metal 3? I I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) How did I forget about that? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, wait, wait. We're about to hear Connor say he doesn't play Twisted Metal. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly oh, what I'm about it, It's worse. I've never played. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Not once? Not once. Oh, my you... God. That game is like formative okay, so to my brain. Okay, so you're coming to my place because I have eight out of nine games. I was like, let's... There's that many fucking games? You, you have fucking the... bet there's that many games. <laughs> Do you have the one that's so like RC cars? No, that, that's small bra. That's the only one I don't have. That one's silly as fuck. Oh, my God. However, I have played it. Yeah, it's a fun time, huh? Yeah, fuck Absolutely. you guys. <laughs> I love all... That's the thing about Twisted Metal is they never really fucked up. They never really made one I, that I wasn't like, oh, no, I hate blowing up cars this time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. every time I'm like, fuck yeah, blow up cars. Yeah, a great idea. Like, how can you go wrong? You're like, you know what's funny is the way that they actually invented the game was they were on their way to go do a meeting to uh, do some testing. Like, they, they were creating games for virtual reality stuff that the military could do. So that they could learn uh, kind of different terrains and what to drive on. And they were getting ready to go do a meeting. And they were stuck in two hours worth of L.A. traffic. And Jaffe and Scott were just sitting there. And Jaffe just was like, I really wish I just had missiles and guns in my fucking car right now. <laughs> and he's just like, you know, that's a good idea. <laughs> we should write that down. Nice. I believe that, dude. Have you ever played, um, I think it was called Rogue Trip? It was for the PlayStation 1 is what I had it on. Anyways, at that time when Twisted Metal was starting to come out, games where you could drive a car and shoot guns was big because everybody was just trying to copy Twisted Metal and capitalize off of that. <laughs> well, this game, Rogue Trip, was like Twisted Metal but like adult. Like <laughs> all the chick characters were like hot and I think they said dirty shit. I can't remember. But it was like nice. that and Tony Hawk and some other games. Those kinds of games along with Twisted Metal – Shaped, I think, music tastes. Dude, you know Twisted I mean? Metal was the original for battle royal. Oh, true. absolutely for real. But I agree with that on the shaping music taste. Oh yeah, I would have never heard of CKY if it wasn't for Tony Hawk. Oh, true. You, you and know, then, like, like, I think Rob Zombie was in uh, Twisted Metal. Twisted Metal, Metal sure. yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like that probably helped a lot of people. We're getting way outside. This is nothing yeah. to do <laughs> with <laughs> the <Lexi or anything. laughs> Hey, Twisted Metal is a great game. If you haven't Twisted played all Metal, nine, you should play all nine. <laughs> a Soul City Circle Pit endorses Twisted Metal. <laughs> it's either all nine or all seven. I can't. And they should endorse us instead, or you instead. I don't think that's because I own you. I can say that they're. Good, they need to say that I'm good for them to endorse me, right? So, but I endorse them because man is twisted metal great. Fuck yeah, it is. 
My favorite character to play was always uh, Hammerhead. Because the monster <laughs> truck, yeah. Granny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah if you wanted to that. link that to Squizgar Squiggle from from uh, Death Clock, it's just, <laughs> I'm hellbent for crazy grandmothers. <laughs> <laughs> well, who isn't hellbent for crazy grandmothers? <laughs> She's got money. All right. <laughs> On that note, I think we should end the show. <laughs> crazy grandmothers. Twisted Metal, Lexi, Leho, the Ivester triplets that are the new Hanson. You know, we got all kinds of good things going on. Yeah, I know I did because it's my show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We got all kinds of fun in this episode. Most likely, this is posting before all the other stuff because this is like a quick little thank you so much. Everybody's been very supportive with us coming back. So that's why I'm doing this episode a little bit early. Um, but most of all, thank you, Alexi Lyle. Thank you. Exactly. Yes. Let's get a, can we get an uh for him? Uh! Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm Des Troy. Hail Lemmy. And uh, you know what? Hail Alexi. Hail Alexi. Hail Alexi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Detective feedback. No shit? Yeah. <laughs> That's a thing. Weird. Man, no that way. I'm gonna have to like the one time that we were close to the mics. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just for real. <laughs> fuck you. Everyone else was plenty close except for you. Hey, fuck off! I. We, they... All right. One, two, three. Well, the high crew. We stand and we won't fall. We're off for none. Ain't none for all. Fuck you. We'll fight you. The last hit. We sure as hell. We're